What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. This week, we are bringing on our third man of the the season, of the show, and um, he is different than anyone else we've had on this podcast so far. Um, I'm excited for you guys to meet him. So sit back, grab a cocktail, preferably a glass of whiskey he would recommend, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Okay, you guys, my guest today, he not only is a good old boy from the South, um, he also hosts a very successful podcast called Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. So when he first reached out for me to be a guest on his show, I was like, uh, what the fuck? I, I don't really vibe with any of those topics other than the whiskey. And even then, I, I you know, like my wine and my cocktails <laughs> a little bit more. And then I found out that he was actually fired for all of those reasons. And his podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. So I agreed. I went on his show. We had a fucking ball, so much so that I wanted to bring him on to FML Talk. Because y'all, this man <laughs> is a walking FML story. I mean, we talk about his stories of being cheated on. And if y'all think the ones you have heard on this show are bad, just fucking wait. We talk about his baby mamas. And yes, I say that plural. Um, and get into the complications that arise when you have kids with someone that you don't necessarily get along with and how difficult that can be. The custody battle that he is in the midst of with his beautiful little girl that he hasn't been able to see in three years. And I just, after we recorded this episode, it was an entirely different perspective of the flip side of what men go through. Because we all know that women aren't always fucking in the right. And it was so interesting to see him kind of relate on such a similar level that all of the women I bring on this show do. And at the end of the day, we're all just fucking humans trying to exist on this like weird planet where we're, we have all these rules from society. And it, it was really interesting for me to get his perspective. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Besides all that good stuff, He's just a lot of fucking fun. So without further ado, y'all, here is Josh Terry. Josh Terry, welcome, welcome to FML Talk, dude. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, I'm kind of like first date nervous here. You should be. You're walking know, into the right. fucking women lion's den right here. <laughs> I feel like there's a bunch of lioness listening to me right now that's ready to eat my ass up, and I don't mean that like in a good way. That's that's accurate. So you're you're right to feel nervous, but uh, but everybody's really great and they're gonna love you. Um, Sweet. So I came on your podcast last week, and that was a wild ride. Um, we, we had a good time. We, 
yeah, it was great to to be able to tell my story in such a free and, you know, I love when I can go on shows and drop F-bombs and just totally be myself. And I feel like you and I vibe in that way. Yes. <laughs> Um, so thank you again for having me on. Um, I remember when my producer first reached out to me to do, you know, a, a cross collab that, um, that she was like, yeah, well, his, his podcast is called politics, religion, and whiskey. I was like, uh, okay. That doesn't really sound like it <laughs> goes with any of the stuff that I go with. And he, she was like, no, that's what he got fired for. I was like, oh, then that's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. No, uh, I worked in country radio for like a few years. And I had the number one country uh, talk show in uh, in Georgia for two years. And um, I'd never interviewed for radio or nothing. I had made a name for myself on social media. They had found me on social media. They was like, we want you to give this a try. And they hired me for being me. And then they fired me for being me. So I, Right? I mean, it's like they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> yeah, they, they just couldn't handle it. It, it was too much. It was, uh, it was made for podcasts. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, but what draws me to you, Josh, is that you've had some fucking trials and tribulations in the relationship department. I mean, you've really gone through the ringer multiple times. Oof. Well, that's what happens when you grow up around these country girls. They they like to <laughs> they like to abuse you in every way, mentally, physically possible that they can. <laughs> All right, we are going to dive right into uh, to all of that. So what what would you say in your relationship journey was the first one that kind of like made an impact on you? God. Okay. Uh, well, high school doesn't really count, right? Like, do you, I do, mean, you, do you count high school relationships? No, not really. Unless it like instilled some long-stemming belief in you, no. No, no, just a whole lot of insecurities. Uh, right, okay. Uh, that's, that's all high school was for me. Um, no, so uh, my buddy had hooked me up with this girl at one point in time. Um, I wasn't at this party. He thought this girl would be interested in me for some reason. I don't know why. I think he was just like trying to get her to go away. So he's like, hey, I've got a friend. Hit me up or whatever. Well, me and this girl ended up the first night we talked on the phone, never met before. This was like before real deal camera phones because I'm 33. And, right. uh we, we, like, we talked for eight hours the first night we talked, and we told each other like we loved each other before we got off the phone. Super, wow. super random, weird shit. And uh, anyway, so me and this girl had a uh, hot and heavy whatever first couple months. Well, I was a very bad child. I was on probation, and I was like 18. And uh, she was drinking at my house one night. I do not condone underage drinking, by the way. Uh, <laughs> drink responsibly, kids. Um, responsibly. There you go. Anyway, so she's at my house. She thinks she's spending the night. Her family calls, says, hey, you got to come back home. Something happened. Me being the sweet, lovable person that I am, uh, she had been drinking. I didn't want her to drive by herself, so I followed her. Well, mm -hmm. I was on probation, and she's swerving. She's like a mile away from her house. She's swerving real bad. Uh -oh. Sh shouldn't have been driving. State patrol's coming this way. We're going that way. And uh, my dumbass decides to pull my truck kind of in the middle of the road because I was following her to where they'd pull me over and not her. And oh, my God. You're like knight in shining armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody should have kicked my ass, though. Um, <laughs> like, legit. 
Well, uh, I ended up going to jail that night. She ended up sleeping in her bed, and her family's like, y'all could never see each other again forever. And uh, like they kept us separated. Craziest shit ever. There's a bar here called Whiskey River. Her, she had ended up getting engaged to a guy about two years later. We had not spoke. We had not talked to each other or anything. I am in every one of her engagement pictures from this bar, and we never bumped into each other. Like you Shut can, up. I swear to God. You can see me in the corner of almost every picture. We're five feet away from each other, but it's like a packed-ass bar. We never, never, ever saw it, each other. Wow. Well, like the day before she gets married, she gets her pictures back. She calls me. And is like, look, this is a sign from God or whatever. I don't want to get married to this guy. Like, Stop. I, I swear, should have always been you. And <gasps> and I'm like, I'm not breaking up a marriage. We haven't talked in two years. No, thank you. Well, she got married a month later. She convinces me to meet up with her. Stupidest thing I've ever done. And. Ended up going to help her get all her shit from her, uh, her her husband in her house. She moved in with me. And uh, then it just, I found out what an asshole she was. I understood. Okay, 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 okay. wait. My okay. mouth is like hanging open right now. <laughs> go, go, go ahead, go ahead. So, okay. Because I'm all about fucking signs from the universe and everything happens for a reason. Um, and I mean, yeah, like if you had this crazy connection and you were on the phone for eight hours the first night and like saying I love you and stuff, and then you go to your engagement party and then you get all these fucking pictures back and that person is in all of those pictures, but you didn't even see them there. I'd be like, okay, universe, I fucking hear you. Let's, let's, let's take a step back and look at this whole marriage thing I got going on. Yeah, the universe should have just kicked us both in the crotch, and we'd have been better off, though. <laughs> like, it, we'd have been much better off. So so she, she moves into your house. She moves in with me. Well, uh, she was scandalous, like, right from the start. Like, you would expect this to be, like, a happy fairy tale if it worked out like that. No. Like, she was getting text messages from guys. She was wanting to start going to the gym, and at the time... I wasn't going to the gym, which I like I do anyway now, right? Um, <laughs> but she's getting text message from this guy, and it's pretty much like I remember seeing it to this day, and I was like, "Hey, I like to work out real hard, like I like to be fucked." And it was just like, "Uh, excuse me, like, but I'm blinded by whatever the fuck I'm blinded by at the time." Wait, she was saying that to him, or he was saying yeah, that to her? Yeah, no, no, no. She was saying it to him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but see, I'm a, I'm, I'm a dumbass, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, she was like, no, it was just a figure to speech or whatever, like, and I, I was, I loved her, like, I, I was blind, I, I loved blinded shit. by love. Yeah, yeah. I love. I wanted to think the best. Well, uh, it was not the best, and uh, ended up catching her cheating, and I was like, okay, you got to go. Forget this puppy love fairy tale whatever we've got going on you need to go well then I ended wait up how did how did you catch her cheating oh she wasn't even like she didn't even care like her phone was just right there and it was where she had like a blackberry or whatever it was back then and the messages uh -huh. will just pop up on the screen either she was just not very smart and just didn't turn that feature off or she's like i don't care if he sees it right i, I don't know wow. so so we uh she she moves away 
Well, this is where like my depression and anxiety like really come into effect. Uh, I never knew I had depression until recently around this time. And uh, I had uh, had some medical issues and I had went to get something seen about. They gave me a lot of pills like ibuprofen 800s or whatever. And she had went to the doctor with me. Well, this asshole was with me while I was at the doctor making sure I was okay. I wasn't going to die or anything like this. And uh, then she ends up going back to her grandmother's house where she was staying. I call her laying in the bed. Like, I'm hurting or whatever. I call her. She doesn't pick up. I call again. She answers it in her pocket. And I hear her banging another dude. Shut the fuck up. I swear. I swear. This is literally, this is like, before I say this, just so everybody knows. Don't feel sorry for what I'm about to say because this was the best and worst thing that ever happened to me. I am a very positive person. I don't like being like sappy and shit. But so, uh, all the pills that the doctor had gave me these 800 milligram ibuprofens, I took every one of them. Mm. Like I heard her like having sex with someone else, and it broke my heart into a trillion pieces. And yeah. so I, I was like, I don't, I just don't want to be here no more. Like this is supposed to be my person. I keep getting screwed over. Don't want beer. Luckily, I'm the only dumbass in the history of dumbasses that tries to commit suicide with ibuprofen. <laughs> so the good Lord was watching over me. He knew I was stupid, but uh, he, he had <laughs> he, he he had my back. He was like, whatever. Um, but no, like after that, like she's still to this day. Ever since I started working in radio and going to this, about once every two or three months, she still messages me. But she's the worst person. What I've does she ever message met. you? I just always want to hang out. Oh, uh-uh, girl. She's no, been, no, no. She's been married twice since then, so she's like, I think she's been divorced three times total. Yeah. And she's just not a good person. I just well, hate how stupid I was. Yeah, on FML Talk, we call that dodging an army of snipers. So I think ah, you got like you you got away unscathed with that. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son. And for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. I mean, God, dude, to fucking. I had to I hear mean, it, how, dude. Yeah, like how how dumb do you have to be? Like, if you're gonna cheat, put your phone away to where it's not gonna get hit by your ass while you're fucking someone. I don't like, think she, I don't think she cared. I, but the thing that always confused me about her was 
she didn't care when she wasn't around me, but when she was around me, it was like I, she was obsessed with me. I never to this day have understood that. Do you know the guy that she was having sex with? Like, did you know him? No, it was her neighbor at her grandma's house. Like, it was the most convenient dick she could find. Right. <laughs> like, she couldn't even have got on, like, Tinder or Plenty of Fish. She was like, oh, there's a dick next door. I'm going to go play with it. Oh, my God. I'm dead. Next door dick. That's, That's like what the, it is. It was key. next door That's dick. That's the key for the episode. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so you take all these ibuprofen, which we're happy that you're stupid in that sense because oh, you're, you. you're still here. Um, yeah. But what did that kind of wake up in you when you went through that? Uh, it just made me realize a whole lot of different shit. I was like, you know what? What am I doing, dude? Like, why am I thinking this way? Why am I allowing somebody else to determine my happiness? Mm-hmm. And when I stopped relying on others to determine my happiness, still got cheated on and screwed over a couple more times, but I was, I was fine with it. Like I was just like, you know what? Life sucks sometimes, and you're going to meet shitty people that do you wrong. You right. don't ha- but you don't have to be one of those shitty people that do other people wrong. Yeah, and it didn't break you in the same way once you kind of fixed that within. Uh, you know what? I, I got to disagree. It broke me, but it broke the parts of me that need to be broken. I, I, I'm a firm believer in some things break because they don't work. Like that's why in my mind, they call it a breakup. It, yeah. it doesn't work because it's never going to work. You can try to put tape and band-aids on it all you want, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's meant to be broken. And yeah. there were parts of me that didn't just need to be broken. They needed to be devastated to make me a better person. I'm grateful for it. This is where people are like, I'm a fucking moron. I'm grateful for my suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. It, it showed me that I had, I was living for other people and not living for myself. Yeah, 100%. So once you woke up from that and recovered from that, what, where did your life shift to after that? Uh, uh, well, church. And, yeah. uh, but I went for the wrong reasons. Though. You know, like, I, I'm not one of those, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fake person. I try my best not to be fake. I have to flash a pretty smile sometimes when I don't want to. (laughs) But, like, I went looking for God. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm still a Christian. I'm just not a good one. But (laughs) I should have been looking for myself and figuring myself out. I was looking for for somebody else to solve my problems. Right. And one thing that you read constantly in the Bible is, the good Lord is going to help you help yourself, but you have to want to help yourself. I was literally just saying, hey, fix my problems. I'm a piece of shit. Right. Like, I should have been working on myself, and I ended up getting into it with some people at church and realized I didn't like organized religion anymore, um, the way that I got treated. I got, like, shunned because I tried to commit suicide, and I had been in trouble with the law, like, when you walk into church and somebody goes to shake your hand and the first thing they say is like a smart-ass joke to you about, oh, you better straighten up or you're, or you're going back to jail or you're going to end up in hell. It's like, will you please shut the fuck up? Like, I- Yeah, well, that's just, for, first of all, to go into a place where you're supposed to be like feel love and acceptance to then be met with something that's being shamed of suicide, like yeah. that's so fucking backwards to me. Well, that's why Christians have such a negative connotation around them, though, is you have these people, 
And it's very few and far and in between. Like most of the people I want to say that are of Christian faith are good people. But you have some of these assholes that think they're holier than thou. They think that they've never made a mistake, that their mistakes aren't equivalent to your mistakes. And they fuck it up for the rest of everybody. Right. I feel like, like that's in almost every religion. There's, there's oh, it and, is. It in is. every facet of life, you're going to get the some bad apples in the majority of the group. So once you left church, what was the next kind of pivotal relationship that you got into? Uh, well, as funny as it sounds, I, I don't think I've ever left church. I think my bond with God got stronger after. Right. Be, because I quit letting a preacher or anybody else determine my relationship with God. Like mm. I, I learned that it was my relationship with God. Well, uh, my daughter, this is, this is where like, whatever, this is where I always get like, I got blessed. I believe that with anybody that it deals with depression or just really anything in life, that if you will get to your breaking point, but you don't break, you might bend a whole hell of a lot, but you don't really give in that you, that's when you receive your blessing, whether you believe in God, or you believe in the universe is mm-hmm. when you get to your breaking point and you don't break. That's when you receive your blessing. Like the world wants to know if you're worthy of a blessing. Right. Nine months after my suicide attempt, my daughter was born. Uh, and her name's Gracie. Um, and I named her that because she's my saving grace. And, oh, I love that. And like when she came around, I tell everybody the same thing. The state of Georgia, I had been on probation since I was like, 18 years old for dumb shit and my daughter was born when i was 23 24 so like six years my daughter in one 45 minute car ride from the hospital to our house did more for me in making me a man and making me change my ways in the state of georgia and the department of corrections if it ever could so so like I put all my time and all my effort into being a better man and a better father for my daughter. And that, and that's how I was for a long time. I'm, I'm how, still that. And how did your daughter come to be? Who's, who's the baby mama? Who, uh, she how did is that a, happen? She is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful person. I have not a bad word to say in here, except she is, she's crazy, but that, <laughs> most women are. I love y'all to death. We're dumbasses. <laughs> we are simple very, very, uh, we're, we're dumbasses. There's no other way to say it about men. But uh, she, she's crazy, but she is a wonderful mother. I love her with all my heart. We have been, I was 20, and she was 18 when we met. And we're, I'm 33, and she's 31 now. And we still love each other just as much today as we did then. Except we just oh, grew good. apart. We grew apart. We were kids when we got together. Right. Like, we, we didn't even know what we wanted out of life yet. Yeah. And she she's a wonderful person. We just could never get it right. Um, I wasn't the best uh, as far as cheating goes, and just I was immature as fuck. Like I was very very immature and treated her ways that she should have never been treated when I was young. And that's on me because she's. And was that before or after Gracie? Like when you were were cheating and you know, not being the best, or both? It was before mainly. There might have been one or two slip-ups. But the slip-ups are hard to say because a bunch of it we were not together, but we were doing the toxic shit to where Mm -hmm. we would go back and forth, see each other, 
like try we, we were both trying to make our family work she comes from a broken uh family i come from a mother and father that fucking should have been broken they hate each other uh and we were trying to do what was right and raise our daughter but we figured out that we're better off away from each other and being honest to each other and co-parenting and respecting one another yeah but yeah, I, well, that was a big turn for me um i want to want to pedal back a second to the uh i think all women are crazy comment um because I I, no 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 i mean like look i will say that we women yeah you know the majority of us um we have crazy in us but i do think it takes it takes people bringing that out i mean me specifically i'm i'm totally fucking great and nice until you fuck with me and then it's like all gloves are fucking off (laughs) okay the entire race of men are fixing to hate me Uh uh-oh but i am one of the few men that agree with what you just said Well, then we love you here. I think. (laughs) Well, the thing is, like, like Gracie's mother, she's a great human being. I pushed her a fucking lot. Now, was she kind of clingy and aggravating and everything before that? It's just because she loved me too damn much. Right. Like, in all fairness, one thing about me is I say a lot of shit that I'm not scared to put myself down or me to take responsibility for something. It's in the past. Shit happens way you get over shit is like facing it head on. And I'm probably the reason why she's crazy. Right. But, well, the fact that you can own that, though, is a big a big deal. But there's been several other women that had no reason to be crazy. 100%. And that's not to say, you know, I get comments on some of my viral videos all the time that are like, well, women do this too. And I'm like, yeah, dude, first of all, I never said that it was a male oh. thing in the video, A. But B... Fucking women are narcissists too. Women can be absolutely psychotic. I have guy friends that have been in relationships and I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like you need to have her actually like physically remove the claws from your skin because this is not okay. We're literally dealing with that with one of my best friends in the world right now. Like he's his uh, person. I'm just going to call her his person because I don't even like calling her a woman. Um, (laughs) His person is so twisted in her head. That it's the saddest thing you've ever seen. It's it, so hard to watch. Oh, it is. Like it's it's heartbreaking to everybody that loves this guy. Yeah, it's, it's it's rough. But the majority of women, I mean, there's bad dudes that are just batshit jealous. Like, I grew up in a household that I watched my mother and father about fucking kill each other every day, like about something, whether it was bills or alcohol or drugs or whatever. And like, I've just made it my mission in life that I don't want to live like that. I don't want to fight all the time. I don't know who my person is, but like we talked about on my show. Like I think, I think everybody has that one person. You think they have multiple as far as soul people. Yeah. I, I think the person that you end up with is your soulmate. And like, that's why I've never been married. And but honestly, like I said, I'm hopeless for a minute. Like, I'm probably latching on to shit that ain't there. But it gives me hope because I see people that are so extremely happy that had no idea they were going to be happy until they got put in that situation. Yeah. And I don't know when my situation is coming around. So I'm just drinking too much, talking a lot of shit, and 
having fun till then. I mean, the, I, what else, what else are you gonna do? Exactly. <laughs> so okay, so you have Gracie, your your daughter, and then you and baby mama split up. Yep. And then you you fall into um, another entanglement, right? Uh, well, okay. So I went from bad relationship to bad relationship, bad relationship. And they were all like small, just like we just didn't get along or nothing ever lasted real long. Well, I met this girl through Facebook. I was drunk. I am a horrible, I'm one of those guys that everybody picks on that will like send you the winky faces mm-hmm. or the hard eyes. Like if you post something with no mm-hmm. context to it whatsoever, like I have to look like a creeper sometimes. Uh, but I just literally have no game. If a woman's going to like me, it's because she likes to laugh. And otherwise, I'm fucked. Um, but anyway, so I met this girl. Uh, actually, this is, uh, this is like some shit I'm going through now, but this was six years ago. Uh, I met this girl. I had gained a lot of weight by now. Like I'm like 330 pounds. And... Me and this girl started dating. I helped her get through the rest of college, her graduating. Uh, the day she graduated from college, me and everybody else in her family, after we had been dating for almost a year, found out she was a liar. Like, her granddad had paid for her to get an RN, and she was the only person in her class that walked that had the one step lower than RN. And, like, everybody's just sitting there when they announce her degree, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Well, then, when that happened, like, everything went downhill. Um, She called me fat and unattractive. I called her cheating, and she said it was because I was fat. And so, like, I got called fat and unattractive, and she said that's the reason why she was cheating on me. She just wasn't attracted to me anymore. So... It hurt. I mean, that, yeah, that's, like, uh, tough to hear. Yeah, like, it fucking hurt. She's just like, you know, you, you can't, you know, you you just don't turn me on anymore, so I found somebody that did. Did and you gain, not that this makes a difference, but did you gain the weight in the relationship, or did she start dating you when you were already at that weight? Uh, no, I gained it. We, I got fappy. I got fat and happy. Oh, so I love I, that word. Yeah, I got fappy. And, uh, no, we, we I got fat. And, um, anyway, when she told me that, I got fatter. Why? <laughs> I ate myself. Well, this is where, like, I thought I was going to lose my shit. And if it wasn't for Gracie, I would have lost my shit. Um, I have another daughter that I'm going through a custody battle with right now that for a long time we didn't know the situation. Uh, but it's the only two relationships I've had that were long term relationships. And, uh, after she called me fat and unattractive, I kicked her out. Well, like the next week I'm working, she calls me. Uh, I don't pick up because I'm like I'm devastated still. Like I don't want to. I'm scared to death that if I pick up my phone, she's going to say something else to hurt me even worse than she had already hurt me. Right. And so her friend calls me, who's a very good person, and is like, look, uh, you need to go sit down with her. She's got something very important to tell you. Mm. Uh, she tells me she's pregnant. I let her move back into my house. A week later, like a week fucking later, she tells me she's going to eat with her girlfriends at lunch because she's not working yet. And 
I see on her phone. I'm not one to check phones either. But if you leave your screen up, I'm going to look if a text message comes through. Right. Well, later on that night, after she had told me she had ate with her friends, a text message came through from the friends that she said she was eating with in the group chat. It said, hey, sorry we missed you today. Like, hope we can catch you next time when you're in town. Mm. This girl went as far to tell me what she had at fucking lunch, the conversation that they had at lunch, like all this shit. So I play it off or whatever, play it cool. And then I'm like, right before bed, because for some reason I think it's a good idea to start a conversation right before it's fucking bedtime. And I got asked her, and she's like, oh, I just didn't want you to think I ate alone. Like, why would you fucking think I was going to think less of you for eating alone? Anyway... We got into it then, and I was like, you just need to go. Like, I can't trust you. You're lying about this. I know you're cheating. I, I even had told people up to this point, and I, and I, I know the my other daughter is mine, uh, which we said going through custody shit and everything right now. It's just one big mess. But I didn't know if she was mine because she had been cheating. Mm. But I was invested, like, my heart was invested in it. Because I already had Gracie. I knew what it was like to be a father. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I even told her at one point in time, I was like, look, I don't care if it's not mine. Like, as fucked up as that sounds, like, I have, I know what it's like to love a child. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want her to, to not let me have anything to do with it. So, for about the first three years of uh, Lila's life, mother-daughter, um... It was okay. Then all of a sudden, she met somebody on the internet, moved 10 hours away, alienated her family, everybody, and just dipped the fuck out. And, like, that one hurt me for a long time. Like Wait, that, so so you're, when you were with her for those three years, were you guys together and living together, or you were just yes. co-parenting? No, 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 we were co-parenting. Like, we lived together for about a year, and then I just couldn't, I wasn't going to live with somebody I couldn't trust. Right, of like, course. Like, she had other problems, too, like, to where she was lying to her folks about shit and other mm-hmm. things. And, like, she got fired from a hospital then lied to everybody about why she got fired from the hospital. And it, she was just not anybody you could put your trust into. So, so why, so she grew up, she, your daughter yeah. grew up with you in her life for the first three years? Yes. Okay, and then she just fucking bugs literally the story that i've been told by friends and family was she told her folks that she was living with at the time that she was moving to alabama from south carolina and uh they said no like you can fucking go but lila's not like you you can go but the little girl's not Mm -hmm. and uh she waited in the middle of the night and just packed her shit and fucking dipped and they got married a couple months later just one big clusterfuck, but so does her parents and have contact with her and the and the daughter? They do. Uh, they're just not close. Like they were extremely close before. Right. They're just they're they're just not close now. Like I don't know. It's this it's weird. It's a very weird situation. And you haven't seen the little girl since then. Uh, her birthday is March the 25th. Last time I saw her was, she'll be six this year. And I saw her when she was three on her birthday. Oh my God, dude. I've had two, I've had two different lawyers in two different states. She plays the game extremely well. She moved, uh, you have to have residency so long in a state 
before mm-hmm. somebody can serve you papers in a state. So she's hopped from South Carolina to Alabama, but she fucked up when she got married to this dude because when she got married to this dude, she had permanent residency. So, mm-hmm. like, right now, we're going through that whole ordeal. Um, yeah. God, I can't imagine what that's like. Oh, it to, sucks. It sucks. It's not, you know, it's one thing to, like, have someone be like, oh, you have a child, and then they just leave and you're never in that child's life. But to be in in those formative years and then to have that just gone with no explanation, I mean, that's devastating, sucks, dude. dude. Yeah. Well, it's harder because you already know the love of one child. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, this is where like I get in so many arguments with people. I people ask me how come like y'all haven't been to court yet all the time and everything like this. Look, I haven't been around as much as her mother's been around. She's happily married. It breaks my heart to hear my daughter call somebody else daddy, but. They have raised her very well. She looks very happy. I'm at the point in my life now to where I would rather me and her mother ease my daughter into this than a court system tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that I've earned the right to tell her mother what to do. I can't stand her mother now. I don't think her mother's a bad person. I just hate what she's done to me. Uh, and how complicated she's made the situation. But she's been a very good mother. Even her husband seems like a very good uh, father figure to Lila. Mm-hmm. I'm scared that when we go to court, because the court's not going to tell me that, you know, every other weekend or whatever, I'll get some type of visitation and I'll get rights. But the little girl doesn't know me like that. So she, then when she comes to my house, she's going to be scared. She's going to be, I feel like that ends up being resentment at the end of the day. So I'm still trying to go by the the belief that one day her mother will open her eyes and be like, hey, look, we live in the age of social media. One day Lila and Gracie are going to link up on social media. Right. And I've always been there for Gracie. Like I coach her softball teams. I named my business after her. Everything in my life revolves around Gracie. And so, like, it's not like Gracie would ever be like, oh, Dad was a shit dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I even, I took uh, I took Gracie this past year to uh, Disney World for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I messaged Lila's mother and her husband, sent them both the same thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, look, we're doing pretty good right now. Let me buy y'all a ticket for the days that we're at Disney World. Y'all come. I'll pay for everything. Mm-hmm. No response. I don't get any response from her. She wants me to make it to where we go to court. I mean, I'm not getting any other, like, anything out of it. But I I don't know. There's parts of me that wants to do it, and then the other part of me is like, I want this to be different. I, I want to ease my daughter into this situation. This is already a fucked up situation. Well, and I, I don't want to just make her dive I- into it. I think that's valid because so many times when, you know, custody battles and stuff like this happens, it's the child that ends up suffering. Like, yeah, the adults go through it and it sucks, but like the child's the one that ends up suffering. So I think that's as much as it's terrible that, you know, she just drove away with your child and that you've not had contact with your daughter for three years because of it. Um, I, I think there's merit in what you're saying as far as, 
not wanting to put her through that, the little girl. Well, I mean, we all got a chance in life to, to, you know, if I was to do that, I feel like I'm being selfish. If I was to go through the court route and not try to go through the family route, mm-hmm. I think I'm being selfish. Like, I really do. I, I'm trying to be selfless and put her before me. That way, one day when the conversation comes up, I've got the emails to her mother. I've got the text messages to the mother. I, I'm very sentimental. I know I probably don't look like I'm the sentimental <laughs> type or whatever. Uh, I probably look like the opposite. But, like, with our company, everything that I've done, from making T-shirts to everything else that we've done, I've always tried to guess, like, what size Lila wore at the time. Mm-hmm. And I've always kept one for her in a box. So one day when everything's come full circle and we're all cool and shit, uh, it'll be where, like, look, here's a box of shit I've been trying to give you for the past however many years. I don't want you to ever think you wasn't on my mind. Like, mm-hmm. you, you always were. It's just me and your mom couldn't get along. I don't even want to blame it on her mom. Like, yeah, but just, I mean, as when, a child, when she's going to grow up and she's going to receive that, I, I mean, me personally, I'd be like, Mom, what the fuck? Like, it's not that he didn't want to be in my life. Like, you straight up didn't let him. Yeah. Well, I mean, once again, you got to pick it. You got to you got to go with a situation how you think's best. And yeah, I don't I don't want her mom to like catch shit for it. I want her mom to be like, Look, it's, it didn't work out. I wanted to give you more than what I thought he could give you. The only thing is now is when everything was bad between us, I didn't I didn't have a name for myself. I wasn't really doing a lot for myself. I mean, I was working a dead-end job, but now i got a little notoriety. I've been on radio. I get to do a lot of shit that a lot of people don't get to do. I get to do fucking podcasts with Gabrielle Stone. I mean, come the fuck <laughs> on. I mean, shit, best-selling authors and shit, and I'm sitting here talking to you. Like, I get to do stuff that a lot of people don't want to do and or don't get to do, and it's really hard to knock me now, you know? Like, now it's kind of hard to be like, okay. You're, you know, I will never knock a hard-working man or woman. I don't even know what her and her husband do. Mm-hmm. But, like, me and you get paid to talk. Yeah. You know, like, we're, we're making a good living of sitting on our ass and running our mouths. You know, people know us. You know, it's kind of like I've always made a joke, and I usually drunk when I make this joke. But like, yeah, I know where, what town they live in. As soon as mm-hmm. I hit a certain amount of dollars in my bank account, I'm gonna buy two Raising Grace Studio billboards, and I'm gonna put it on their way and from work. Oh my god, I cannot <laughs> with my face on it. Oh my god, Bye. that's kind of amazing. Um, I'm, I'm a I'm petty. I kind of love it. Um, So she, not once that you've tried to contact her, has responded. No, not even the first time. She reads them. That's what pisses me off. Right, right. I know she reads them because I sent them to them on Facebook. reason I sent them on Facebook because it shows if you read it. Mm -hmm. And I always want to be able to show if we ever go to court that she read it. Yeah. I've been so, so nice. There was a uh, there was a concert. I, I hang out with a bunch of musicians. There was a concert in the town that they live in, or close to where they live. And I'd messaged them. That was like a year or two ago. And I was like, hey, look, I got backstage passes for you. Um, I'll pay for your hotel. I'll buy you a nice dinner somewhere. Let's just sit down and talk. You don't even have to bring Lila. 
let's just sit down, have the conversation about what I need to do as a man to get back in your good graces to start building a relationship. And, uh, like, nothing, dude. Like, but I had a, I had a buddy who uh, went through something similar. And uh, he doesn't drink. He doesn't do anything bad like I do. Like, he's straight edge as he can be. And he said, look, he said, there's a reason why you're going through this. You don't know what it is now. You're not ever going to know what it is until the day that it comes to fruition. When it comes to, you, you'll, you'll get it then. You're not supposed to know your de- You're not supposed to know your trip. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you you know what the destination, what you want it to be. But if you knew every star, every little bit of your journey, then the destination would be a letdown. Well, and you'd probably run the other fucking way if you knew like where you oh, fuck, had to I? go, what you had to go through to get to that end point. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, so let's see. Uh, borderline alcoholic. Uh, blood pressure issues, uh, mental health issues. There's a lot of shit, but, I mean, you got to do it. Like, I'm doing stuff the way that I don't think I just need to do it, but the way that my girls need me to do it. Like, I joke about drinking all the time. The only reason I'm drinking, by the way, just to give you a little shout-out, is I was nervous. I don't get nervous. I've looked up a bunch of shit about you since you was on my show the other day. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, this is like, like I got to be on my like A game. Oh, my God, I and love I, it. I was like, I got to be on my A game, so I'm going to have a couple beers and just relax and chill. Well, look, you, made me, every, you made me nervous. I, I'm, I appreciate that. But every Wednesday, we, you know, and you'll come on, on Happy Hour the night that this episode airs, but we go on IG Live and everybody brings a drink and... You know, it's so the drinking is not not well, no, familiar it, territory here. No, it, it's not the drinking. It's uh, if you you've been through a lot of shit, I've been through a lot of shit. There's people listening to us that's been through a lot of shit. Every once in a while, you get reminded you're on the right road, mm-hmm. and it's like me and you already said we like both believe in signs and shit, and like every once in a while you get reminded you're on the right road. I think you need that to stay the course. Yeah. And so, like, me and you kind of linking up and everything, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I was just trying to do, like, a cross-promotion with somebody who I read a little bit about. And I was like, oh, she's a badass. I'd really like to do this. And then I was like, once I got to talk to you and everything, it's like, you're the real deal. Aww. Like, you're not just full of shit. Well, you know, like I do, there's a lot of people who do this that are completely full of shit. Yeah. All, all they're wanting to do is line their pockets and say what everybody else wants them to say. You don't hit me as that at what so I'm a very good judge of character and you're you're, you're solid as fuck. Thank you. I so appreciate that. I I also want to acknowledge the fact that you know I had I had a little bit of a little bit of judgment at first. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna fit into <laughs> the vibe of FML talk to what my listeners are. Yeah. And then I I listened to that one solo episode of your podcast that you did, and I was like, oh, he's been through some shit. Yeah. Um, and I knew that if I brought you onto FML talk, that I could get you to kind of peel back some of those layers and. You know, underneath the the good old country boy and the drinking and like the f bombs and all of that that we love, anyways, there's a a real good human under there that's been through some fucking shit that really like has changed you as a person, and I think that's really beautiful to to see. Well, there's people that that let their trauma define them. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's people that define their trauma. Yes. Like, that's what I want to be. I, I don't want to be somebody to sit here that's wanting sympathy or, you know, whatever from the shit I've been through. I want you to learn from what I've been through. I want you to be like, you know what? If that dumbass right there can be positive about a negative situation, so can I. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a woman hater at times. I, I hate that I'm like that, but I just I just don't have a good track record of women. And But, once again, in y'all's defense, it's the type of woman that I go after. Right. I, I, I The women that go after me are usually chasing PhDs, and the women that I go after are usually chasing eight balls. What and the fuck is that about, Josh? Fucking I stop like, that shit. I fucking like toxic women. I, I well, really I... wish that I didn't. Look, this is, this is the truth. Until you have, and you probably will never experience this as far as I know, until you sleep with a toxic woman, then a regular woman is fine. But once mm. you sleep with a toxic woman, and I'm not talking about just sex, I'm talking about the passion that toxic people radiate. No, I I've been through that and I identify with that and I can uh, I can confirm that that is a valid statement. Yes. Uh, but you're gonna have to get to a point where you're like, all right, clearly the fucking toxicity doesn't work. So let me find someone that still can like bring that passion and that drive within me to like you know go a different route because dude you've you're like a walking fml story like it's got we got to get you with a good girl man oh we're, we're trying we're trying i'm just so, you, <laughs> i'm just so picky though and it has nothing I, to do with looks every time i say picky the first thing somebody says is your vein or whatever no i believe i have body dysmorphia just as bad as the next person mm-hmm. um there's just like i don't have a type it's a vibe or whatever you want to call it that I get around certain people. You could you could be a big old gal or you could be a skinny little thing. And if you give off that vibe, oh I'm there. I'm in for it. Like I don't I don't care what your waist size. I don't believe that sexy is determined by size anyway. I, yeah. I know I know plenty of women that are plus size. And let me tell you they are bad. They are bad. And then I know some that are toothpicks and I just don't find them attractive. There's nothing wrong with either one of them. Uh, but I'm just so, I wish I didn't run off of chemistry and passion, but like I told you the other day, I'm too old now to just want anything temporary. I want something Mm -hmm. extraordinary and I'm not settling for anything less. So it's almost like I've set my standards too high, like a jackass and now, I just, I want somebody to knock me off my feet. I want somebody, this is the example I use all the time. I don't want to date, but I want somebody to make me want to date them and not be able to not date them. Right. Well, I haven't, I haven't found that. That being said, if you'd like to submit about an application, please uh, send us a DM at FML Talk hey, Podcast. And hey, we'll... if, you like, if you like chubby, blue-eyed gingers uh, that, are, <laughs> that are funny at times, uh, Mediocre at sex at best, uh, but you know, oh, cute but funny. My but, God, but extremely funny though. I'm dead. Um, okay, Josh, please tell everybody where they can come follow your uh, ridiculous wild self. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at jlterry87. Uh, you know what? This is the first time anybody's ever asked me this question. 
Um, I'm always asking people this. This is weird. Uh, Facebook <laughs> at Josh Terry, TikTok at JL Terry, 1987, and my favorite, the cheating app, which I don't know why I call it the cheating app anymore, Snapchat at JL Terry 87. And hey, by the way, Gabrielle, I just want to tell you, I've looked up a lot of shit about you. All jokes aside, you're impressive. You're a badass, and I very much appreciate you doing this with me. Uh, even as a dude, like, you're inspiring. Like you, Thanks, you, you've been you've been through a lot of shit, and I'm very proud of you. I'm sure you hear that all the time, but you've turned a negative into a positive. And all those guys that was a dick to you, oh, they're they're eating their fucking words. Right, <laughs> Javier and the first fucking guy, they're they're looking at you and they're miserable. Just so you know, they are miserable in whatever they're doing. Oh my god, I love it. I'm dead. I'm sure my FMLers are fucking cracking up with you right now. I'm, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank and, you, um, Thank you. You're. I think you're officially the the only the third guy we've had on FML Talk. So welcome well, to uh to the club, dude. Well, well, lie to me and tell me I'm the best. You are the best. Well, my boyfriend <laughs> was one, so you're you're the uh, second well, best. I'll, I'll take two. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to beat him. Um, Josh, thank you so much for coming on, dude. It was, uh, it was great getting to know you and having you on. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. I want to thank Mr. Josh Terry so much for coming on to party with us at FML Talk and make sure you guys go and check out his podcast, which is Politics, Religion, and Whiskey on all platforms. Now it's about that time. We are going to get into your FML stories that have been submitted. Remember, if you want to submit one in the future, you can DM us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast to submit your own to possibly be on the show. Here we go. Hi, Gabrielle. My name is Alora, and this is my FML story. I was hopelessly in love with my college ex, but one day a girl that I knew came up to me and told me that they had hooked up multiple times. Um, I confronted him, and he denied it all. Me being naive and blinded by love, I believed him. So we stayed together, but after a few months broke up, and every time I would try to push him away, he would crawl back saying he loved me and wanted to be better for me, blah, blah, blah. Then a few weeks after I had graduated and left, he told me that he had a girlfriend. What the fuck? I was pissed off and just threw everything of his away and said, I'm done. Alora, my love. Um, Alora is a dedicated FMLer. So when I saw this story come in, I was like, oh, we gotta gotta put this up. Um, I don't know what it is about guys that always crawl back when they have other things going on. It's like they need these backup options and women do this too. Um, but it's people that have a void inside themselves and need this this safety net or this backup to make sure that they're never going to be alone. And it's such a toxic thing to um, embody in your day-to-day life. It's And it's so shitty for the other people that are involved. So I am so glad you left that ex in college and have moved on to bigger and better things. And I am sending you so much love, girl. Next week, you guys, my girl, 
Scout Compton is coming on FML Talk. Scout is a fucking phenomenal actress that you have seen in Halloween and The Runaways and a million other projects. Um, She's such a good friend of mine and she is such a fucking awesome light of a human. I cannot wait to bring her on. And she is going to really go there with us and this is the first time she's publicly talked about her pretty high profile breakup and she chose fml talk to share it on for the first time as always make sure you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode keep up with us on instagram at fml talk podcast for all the behind the scenes goodies If you have not gotten your merch yet or you are wanting a signed book for a girlfriend in need, you can get all of that on the website at eatprayfml.com and the link is in all the Instagram bios. I will see you guys next week and until then, do something to fucking love yourself because you deserve it. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.